and peace to you this morning. Uh, if we have not met, my name is Gina, and I'm glad you're here, whether you're here in the auditorium or you're joining us online. We started a series last week on 2 Corinthians, and so I'm going to continue with that series a little bit today, so I would invite you um, to grab your Bible and go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians. So last week, David helped us understand a little bit of the culture and the background and what we some of the things that maybe are not so clear in the text as far as that, you know, Corinth was a city that was a city that a lot of things came through, right? So David explained to us last week that it was a port city, so you had to go through Corinth, so ships would come into one port, the goods would be transported through Corinth to the other port to go out and on to Rome. So that's important for the context of our church that we're going to be reading this letter to. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be doing a little bit of jumping from some books today. So we'll start out in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1, 1 through 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, including all the saints through Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So right there I want to pause. If you're familiar at all with the New Testament, that phrase might be familiar to you. So I want to go back to the book of Romans. We're going to start right at the very beginning. To all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, flip over to 1 Corinthians. Right at the beginning as well. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we're going to flip over and go to Galatians. Galatians 1, 3 through 4. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to set us free from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, I'm going to do a little bit more jumping. Um, in, this is a freebie for you, but um, after Corinthians, you can call it Go Eat Popcorn if you need to remember it. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. So there you go. There's your fun for the day. <laughs> I should have brought popcorn, sorry. Okay, um, <laughs> Ephesians 1, 1 through 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Moving on to Philippians. Grace to you and peace from God our Father to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Colossians. To the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ and Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Okay, and this continues through all of Paul's letters. And you may say, okay, great, this is a nice greeting. He's saying, hello, how's it going? But I think there might be a little more here for us in, in this. So, grace and peace to you in abundance through the Lord Jesus Christ. In order for us to maybe dive a little bit deeper into that, 
we need to look at the life of Paul. Because Paul, this apostle of Christ Jesus, he knows a little bit something about grace and peace. So, I wish I could have gotten the pictures up on the screen, but I'm going to read from you, read to you a little bit of a synopsis about Paul. This is called Tiny Truths Illustrated Bible, and it just breaks it down into really simple terms that we can all maybe sit with. So if you want to close your eyes and just relax, a little bit of story time here for a moment, or maybe don't close your eyes, but. um, (laughs) Okay, so this is about the Apostle Paul. Very soon, people started to notice how the members of this new church looked after each other and took care of each other. People wanted to be part of it. They were excited about God and excited about his church. Okay, well, not everybody was excited about it. There was this man called Saul who hated what was happening. He wanted to stop it before it could get any bigger, so he hunted for people who loved Jesus and put them in prison. Saul was an enemy to God, but God had a plan for him. One day, Saul was traveling with some friends to a city called Damascus in search of Jesus' followers, but as he was walking along the road, a bright, blinding light flashed down from the sky. It was all around him, and it was so bright that Saul couldn't see anything. Then he heard a voice say, Saul, why are you doing this to me? Who are you? said Saul. I am Jesus, said the voice. Go into the city and you'll be told what to do. The light disappeared. Saul's friends were confused. They had heard the same voice, but they hadn't seen anything. Saul stood up and opened his eyes. He couldn't see. He was blind. His friends had to help him by holding his hands as they walked into Damascus. In the same city, God had told a man named Ananias to go and find Saul. Ananias loved God, but he did not like that idea at all. He knew that Saul hated God's people, and that meant him too. But God told Ananias that he had a plan for his enemy, for this enemy. A surprising plan. He was going to change Saul's heart and use him to tell the story of God's love to people everywhere. Saul was going to become someone who loved God instead of hating him. He was going to teach God's people instead of hurting them. Because Ananias loved God, he did what he was asked. Ananias put his hands on Saul and said, Jesus has sent me to you so that you can see again and have the gift of this Holy Spirit. Suddenly Saul could see again. God had healed his eyes, and he had also changed Saul's heart. Now Saul wanted to help God's church. Instead of arresting Jesus' followers, he wanted to be their friend. The people in Damascus were amazed. Is this the same man who used to hate God's people, they asked? It was. God had changed Saul, and now he could tell others that Jesus was the new king, the son of God. Because Saul had changed so much, he wanted to change his name too. So he became Paul instead of Saul. Paul traveled far and wide telling people about Jesus and helping them to follow God and live close to him. Small groups of followers grew in many different places, New churches made up of people that loved God and wanted to follow him. Paul wrote letters to these churches helping people understand how Jesus wanted them to live. He taught them how to love God, obey him, and love each other. God had set apart a tribe to show the world who he was. He had sent Jesus to show the whole world how much he loved them. And now he was sending Paul out into the world to start telling that story to everyone, everywhere. So, Paul was a Roman citizen. He was also a zealous member of the Jewish synagogue, and he thought he was following God. He was out to squash this little way that Jesus had come, but then God met him 
in a powerful way as God meets each one of us. He knew that Paul needed something drastic to get his attention. I think that's why grace and peace stand out to me in this beginning. If you look up the term grace, or sorry, peace, peace would have been something that all all Jews would have been very familiar with, right? The greeting of shalom. Shalom when you come in and shalom when you leave. So it's this idea that it's like a holistic peace, right? So it's something that is deep, down with inside of you. I want whole, whole, whole peace for you, not just whatever's going on outside peace, but the deep, deep, deep peace. The other aspect of that is grace, something that he would have experienced in Jesus, right? Grace is this free gift of God, unmerited favor. It's not given response. It's not something we have to earn or an action it's a response to. It's, it's the deep favor of God. So as Paul is writing to the Corinthians, he's saying, hey, this is the basis of which I write this letter. May you receive it with grace and peace. So as we continue to read through the book of 2 Corinthians, as we go through this series, we'll see that this is an important greeting for the, the Corinthian people because they're needing to know that Paul is sitting saying, hey, I've been with you, and hey, I want you to know this grace and peace. And yeah, there's some things that I've heard that you guys are doing that maybe aren't so great, and we need to work on that and some challenges that you all are experiencing. But grace and peace to you is the way that I send this message. The thing, again, that I keep coming back to is it's, it's not based on a circumstance. So, you know, maybe in our lives we want peace. Like, we want to experience peace. But for us, maybe it's circumstantial. Like, ah, well, all these ducks need to be in a row in order for me to be able to experience this peace. But, you know, this, in this life we experience um, deep pain and we experience trials and we experience suffering and it is not fun. But, in this beginning, Paul is saying, we are to be people of grace and peace. Which, as I think about it, isn't really a native human state. We're not, we, don't, we don't really traffic in grace and peace towards each other. And if you've been alive in the last two years, as things have progressively gotten more and more hostile and anxiety is, is running its muck these are not places where we find grace and peace. But yet that's the greeting that Paul gives. And my question today is this. As followers of Jesus, what would it look like for you and I to experience the grace and peace of Jesus in our everyday lives? And, and how can we extend that to others? You know, as I was preparing for this message today, I, I thought even a little bit further than that. If you think about Jesus when he's, he's on the cross sacrificing this life, he, he makes this statement to God. He says, God, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. In my human nature, I can't even begin to imagine going through the physical 
amount of pain that he went through, but yet he's standing on the cross offering us not only forgiveness, but also that grace and peace. That's the grace and peace that we're talking about. So my message this morning is is short, (laughs) and it's just how can we be people of grace and peace in the world? And what would that look like? Maybe it's a, a reminder that we need to go back a little bit and sit and say, you know, where are the places where Jesus has so transformed my life that I can be a person that remembers that and offers that to others? You know, maybe it's a, a, in a way that, you know, you're on social media and you can be grace and peace in situations that are not filled with peace or grace or forgiveness for that matter. So I guess let's have a little bit of time of just pause and just kind of reflect on this and ask the Lord to show you, hey, God, where can I be a person of grace and peace? What, is, what might it mean? Maybe there's some things in your life that you need to surrender and set aside that are not creating in you a space of grace and peace. Maybe there's some people in your life that you need to think about, how can I forgive them? And maybe it's not that that relationship is renewed, but you need to forgive them, or maybe you need to ask for forgiveness So let's just take a few minutes and Dan's going to come. And my challenge to you is how can we be people of grace and peace?